Welcome back to Work Bestie, the podcast where we talk about everything you would talk about with your work best friend. A guide for 20 and something year old females just trying to figure it out and do the best they can. Hey everyone, I have absolutely no patience. I just released episode two six days early because I just want to give you guys content and I just like loved my conversation with Christine and wanted to get it out to y'all. Um... I think what I'm going to do is either do one episode a week or one interview and then one where I kind of chat with you each week. Probably a better idea to just do one a week and like switch off maybe. I'm not sure. I think realistically and sustainably it's probably one a week. Um, But... All that to say, I'm still kind of figuring it out. And in the meantime, I'm just going to kind of make my own schedule and give you all stuff as I have it and as it comes. Um, I touched base with more people today, so more guests coming soon, which is so exciting. I think I've got to know some of the coolest people in the world. I feel really honored to be able to say that. Um... Are y'all switching topics? I feel like I come home. It depends on the week, but usually I work out in the evening after work. I go at like 530. Um, and I come home and I just like take all of my clothes off. So I'm sitting on the couch in a blanket. And I was like, I want to talk about something I talked about in the last episode where it was just me talking, where I talked about therapy a little bit. And I talked about how I couldn't remember what, like, was the acute stressor that caused me to start therapy. And I was thinking more about that. And I don't know about y'all, but for me, graduating college was such an adjustment. I look back at college, and I'm really thankful it's not the quote-unquote best four years of your life. I think when people say that, like, if that's the best four years, it's, like, a really long way down from um, 21. But I am just really glad that life got better and keeps getting better. Um, And if you are in college or recently graduated college and it feels really rough, it does get better. I graduated college And then two weeks later, moved cities, started grad school. I did a two-year program in one year, so I did an accelerated graduate school program. And we basically crammed a whole year of grad school into the summer. So really hit the ground running. I kid you not, I had a paper due every day. Um, I'm actually a TA for the grad school program that I did. Um the same like advanced standing program and it's a lot. I mean, grad school is no joke. Um, and no matter what grad school program you're in or if you're doing grad school or working, Shockley and I always talk about it's not the pain Olympics. So I'm not saying it's like the hardest thing ever, but it was really tough. And all of that aside, I was also going through a lot of relational changes. So in grad school, I lived in, or sorry, in undergrad, I lived in a dorm freshman year, and I had one roommate, like, in my room. We didn't have a suite. We lived in a hall style. 
And then sophomore year, I lived in my sorority house, so a bajillion girls. And then junior and senior year, I lived in a house where I had nine, like, direct roommates. And then there were 14 in, like, the total house. Um, So it was a lot of girls all the time, lots of people, always something going on. And I think I'm far enough out from college now to be able to talk about this pretty candidly. And enough's changed in my life where I'm able to talk about this more openly but the girls I lived with in undergrad are were not my people I think I've always done things a little bit untraditionally like in high school I was the girl who like did youth grief at my church but would also like go to parties with my friends and be the DD and then that translated over into I took a gap year and I lived in India for that year. And then I went to college and I, you know, didn't go straight from high school. And then I was in a sorority, but I also did Young Life. So I was like the weird girl that did Young Life from my sorority's perspective. And then in Young Life, I was like the heathen who was in a sorority. So I've always like been a little bit on the outer non-traditional path, I believe. Um, And I don't regret anything, but I wish that some things probably like knowing what I know now would have been different about my, um, undergrad experience. And it brought me some of my best friends and, um, people that I like love dearly and who really know me. One of the girls I lived with for the last two years of college, I adore her. Um, and young life did bring me a really close friend who will be on the podcast in a couple weeks. But, um, It was really painful and some of the organizations I was a part of caused me a lot of pain and I know that um, they've caused other people pain and it's not to drag them through the mud but it's just to say that the girls I lived with were not my people. So I thankfully had the insight to see that once we graduated and I kind of lost them all at once through this like very strange misunderstanding um, that I knew in that moment that it was God protecting me and taking them all out of my life at once, but it was really painful because I, they had been like my core group for a couple years and then I moved to a new city and have none of them. And ironically, most of them moved to the city I moved to as well because that's where they're from. But um, I was super isolated, super lonely, super overwhelmed with grad school at lightning pace and um It was just a huge adjustment, and then I moved into a new apartment with a girl who was one of my closest friends who went to, like, a neighboring college and was my close friend's roommate, Um, and then we had, like, an interesting, like, falling out that I didn't really understand, so there's just a lot going on, and... I just felt like I had no one like I felt like I was so alone and I like had friends but you know it's like it's kind of like work besties you know like they're your friends at work but you might not necessarily like be friends with them outside of work or outside the context you might have a different relationship and that's how I felt about some of my grad school friends I really felt that like They weren't necessarily, like, my people. They were seasonal friends, and that's okay. Um, 
is something I've also realized, like, it's okay to have friends in seasons. And I realized that about my undergrad friends, too. Like, not everyone's meant to be in your life forever. And it's painful to realize, but it's so true that not everyone can be in your life all the time. Like, sometimes I, most days, I don't even know how to make for dinner, like, let alone being able to keep up with a bunch of people. And that's something I've been really reflected on over the past few years is, like, how do I maintain relationships with people that I'm not in front of every day? And it's something that I really am mindful of that needs improvement. And therapy like changed my life and I don't say that lightly like there's only a few things I feel like in big ways have like changed the trajectory of my life but therapy changed everything therapy changed the way I think the way I process the way I react literally my neural pathways are re-aligned and like rewired because of therapy Um, and personal development. I spend a lot of time listening to podcasts, reading books, surrounding myself with people, having mentors, um, listening to trainings and bettering myself because I want to be the best version that I can. And that's not realistic every day to be the best version or to get better every single day. But just doing what I can in small, sustainable ways to be improving and contributing in a meaningful way which looks different in seasons and day to day gosh my vocal fry is so annoying right now i'm still figuring all this out and like how i talk and um thank you guys for being patient with me and then on the thought of seasons i think in terms of viewing friends, not like viewing them as like seasonal friends, but having the understanding that not everyone is going to be able to be there for you all the time. It just gives me a lot of grace for other people and realizing I probably don't know the full picture. They're probably not trying to like be a horrible person to me and just realizing like the best is yet to come. I truly believe that kind of like Christine said last time, Um, if it's not better, it's not the end, something like that. And I believe it's so true. And I think we have the ability to find the good in situations. And therapy is something that made that process a lot easier for me. I was able to be able to look objectively at a situation and see like exactly when I was talking about like all my undergrad friends just kind of like fell out of my life and I was able to see in that moment that it was a good thing and that I'm thankful that God kind of wiped them all out at once. But in the moment, it still hurts because you can know things in your head and you can feel things in your heart and it can still be hard. And it's okay for it to be hard. It should be hard because that shows that you cared about the relationship and you invested in it and you, you know, we don't care about things that aren't important to us. And I mean, I wouldn't have changed any of that for the world. Um, And it's just not my soulmates. Like they're just not my people. And I want to loop back around to saying like college 
is not the best for years of your life. It can be really fun. There can be a lot of highlights, but every year since finishing undergrad gets better. Grad school is really hard. If you're going through like grad school, med school, law school, MBA, whatever, it's going to be really hard, but you know more, you have more freedoms available to you probably, whether that's financial, wisdom, being an adult, um, but it gets better. It's more challenging, but I have found that I'm prepared for most everything that comes my way. And I truly believe that's thanks to therapy, just building the skills to be able to handle situations. The whole point of therapy is to not need therapy. When you meet with a therapist, so like as a licensed clinical social worker, I'm trained in how to conduct therapy with people. I do brief interventions in a hospital setting every day, therapeutic um, relationship building and skills and a bunch of other stuff. But if I were to want to do private practice, the whole point of therapy is to talk about what brought the person in and figure out what their goals are and get them there and get them out of therapy in a sustainable, safe way and empower the client to be able to succeed outside the confines of therapy. And it might be hard to sift out whether it's what I learned in grad school or what I learned in therapy because they do overlap so much. But I think just feeling like someone's in your corner, no matter what's going on, I would go to therapy. My therapist name was Michelle and I would get to talk about whatever I needed to. I could vent about work. I could vent about friends. I could vent about my boyfriend and she wasn't just going to sit there and nod her head and like, tell me everything I did was right. But she was, validating my feelings and I just needed to know that I wasn't losing my mind and she just made me feel so safe and would ask hard questions that would really make me think about why I did something that way or how could something have been handled differently or a whole host of different things situations scenarios we talk about themes and I would journal I hate journaling for some reason Um, but I have looked back on my journals in the past year and just like seeing the growth from where I was and like what I was dealing with. We talked about people pleasing before I really got rid of that. Um, I feel so confident and independent in my path and just my ability to move forward in a safe, healthy, like sustainable way where I feel empowered. And if you have any questions about therapy or like are terrified, so many people are terrified. You don't want to be told you're crazy. You don't want to be diagnosed. I, you know, you don't have to be diagnosed. Therapy has changed a lot over the past few years. And I am just the biggest advocate. Like the chances that therapy is going to be harmful are like 2% truly. Like it's going to be, the most amazing experience. If you need help finding a therapist, I can show you how to do it using your insurance. If you have insurance or a bunch of different other resources, but we're not supposed to know things that we don't know. I say this all the time and we're not supposed to know how to do things we've never done. We just can't. So having someone to guide you through it 
I just see so many people. So I work in a hospital setting and I see so many people who have so many unresolved emotions and concerns. And I just imagine if they had dealt with these things in their twenties and thirties, how different the trajectory of their life would have been. And that's something that weighs heavily on me and just something that I want for every single one of you to have the ability, the confidence and the desire to have better for yourself. If for no one else, just for yourself. Um, so that's my plug for therapy. But um, I'm excited for the interview we have coming up next week. And um, my last day at my job is kind of tomorrow and Friday. Um, my last day on my unit is Thursday. And my last day in the hospital is Friday. And then I move out of state to take a travel social work position. So I am going to be vlogging that a little bit and putting it on YouTube. Just going out of my comfort zone and sharing my experience of doing something new and scary with you guys. Um, and the beautiful thing is it actually doesn't feel that scary because of how I've been working on myself the past couple years and just the confidence I have in the decisions that I make for myself. So can't wait to talk to you later. Bye.